I feel like it's starting to drain on me a little bit working Mm -hmm. from home. Michael and I've been working from home now for like five weeks, I think. And for me, I'm starting to really feel like, okay, this, we are like really settling in for the long haul. Hey, I'm Michael Probert, and welcome to Let's Talk Teams, a podcast by Uptick, the one-on-one meeting software that helps managers and their teams get on the same page, but more than that, actually have better conversations with one another, not just talking about projects, status updates, and all the stuff that you can do via email. It digs into the nitty-gritty things, how work is going and how your team members work best, and all the conversations that you never actually get to have. We've gone remote. Uh, We've always been doing them in the office, and... We've now about, I don't know, are we a month in now, Chris, mm-hmm. to do yeah. remote one-on-ones? Yep. And we know everyone's making a transition through some form, whether it's you're starting to do one-on-ones now that your team's all spread out, or you've been doing them and you're trying to make the transition, or the seasoned pros who have just been doing one-on-ones all the way along, and everything still changes a little bit when there's a global crisis like it's going on right now. Yeah, okay. Um, so we just wanted to get on a call and just talk about it, uh, see what's been different for us, and maybe that'll be helpful from the, for some other people who are uh, listening or tuning in. Uh, so Chris, I just want to start with you. You have nine one-on-ones every week. Right, right. And uh, there, Britta and I are two of the people that you have one-on-ones with. So I just wanted to talk with you first and just ask, what's something that you've noticed has changed from the office to when we're doing them all remote now? Sure. Well, one of the most obvious things for me is not with everybody. Everybody's a little bit different, but the most obvious thing I notice is that people are a little chattier. You know, they they uh, you know they're not talking all the time. They're not running running into people on the way back from office to office or desk to desk. So they're a little chattier. Um, I've noticed for for most people that there's a little bit higher what I would call an ambient stress level. Um, so uh, as we kind of dig in a little bit. And we talk about about life, which I do a lot more now. I mean, one of the things that virtually everybody needs to talk about is COVID. They just do. So mm-hmm. the first part of every meeting is about how you doing, and then it feels like okay, let's not talk about COVID for a minute because it just it dominates our thinking. And what can we talk about something else? So you know, you're getting mm-hmm. a dog. So we're going to talk about a dog, or we're, you know, whatever. Um, you know, we got you know guys on our team with kids, and we talk about how the kids are doing. And there's just a need for more relational contact because the relational contact we're getting in the office every day, we're just not getting now. And so, how do we connect? How do we find find ways to be human together mm-hmm. in a in a video one on one call? Yeah. So, Britta, you're you're on the other side of that, like me, also, and you're an extrovert and are adjusting differently than I am as an introvert to being full remote. Yes. Um, Chris and I haven't experienced a lot of difference in our one-on-ones, partially just because we're, we talk about similar things and this hasn't been as much of a strain on like my work style or anything. Um, but I know you and Chris have had some differences in your one-on-ones now between now and uh, before. So do you want to talk a little bit about like how it feels different for you? Yeah. Well, in some ways, it's been difficult for me as an extrovert who wants to see people all the time in person to kind of adjust to this current reality. Um, And it's kind of impacted all areas of my life. So like in our one-on-ones, my one-on-ones with Chris, um, I've actually gotten worse at filling them out and like submitting information. I want to talk in person. Uh, It's been harder for me to actually like sit down 
and fill out a one-on-one. So you, you know, usually I'm late or we end up just meeting and I don't submit it and we talk about things anyways, which I guess that's an important point to talk about. Like you can still have your fun one-on-ones even if your team member is not submitting them, but that's been harder for me. It feels like I think because I'm wired to want to connect with people, it feels to me in this season right now like it's it's just another thing for me to do. It's mm. not anything against like wanting to connect with Chris or wanting to like chat about how work is going, but that's been harder for me to actually like sit down and fill out. So that's been a change and it feels like it would be like the opposite change of of what would happen. Like, it feels like I would be writing like paragraphs of all of this, this content that I would want to be telling my boss. Uh, but I've kind of surprised myself in being a little bit of the problem child and not, not actually filling it out. Can I make a point <laughs> about that? Because it's interesting, as you said that, we have two people on our team that are really highly driven by responsibility. Like if there's a if there's a box on a form, they want to fill it out. That's what they they need to do. They need to kind of get through it. And they're and they're really responsible and responsive even to me. You two guys are having the hardest time filling out the one-on-one since we've been gone. Mm-hmm. So it's been interesting that that for, for whatever reason, people that are generally the best at doing that and the best mm-hmm. at giving detail in that sort of a situation are having a more difficult time in this crisis than other folks. And I, I don't have a reason for it. It's just an observation. It's a, <laughs> I think it's a little bit of a soul crisis. Um, I mean, I feel that like mm-hmm. as a responsibility person, I'm like, why can't I get this done? Why am I not doing this? This is my thing. I have to do this. And then it's just like, I don't know, it's just hard or it doesn't happen for me. And then I'm just like, okay, yeah, let's just meet. Cause you're, yeah. you're saying, Hey, do you still want to meet? I'm like, yes, I'll fill out my yeah. one-on-one at some point. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So this kind of comes up with another question. Then, like, so an uptick, we have a, a form that we follow. It is a little bit different for each person. It's not rigid, but we mainly it's just like the things we want to make sure we discuss in one-on-ones mm-hmm. to kind of help, like, basically build like a, a light agenda for the conversation. Talk about goals, what I'm working on between now and next time, just to like sync up to make sure we're working on the same things. We're working, or we're on the same page about what we're working on, just because we're not able to see each other in office and catch each other that way, and. So, Britta, when you think about what makes it more difficult for you to even like do the kind of like basic, like, hey, I'm just giving my manager a quick ping of like, here's what I'm planning to do. Here's some of the things I want to talk about. Do you have an idea of like why maybe that feels different for you? Because this is, this gets into a broader thing than just one on ones. It gets even to just like team communication stuff because mm-hmm. you're, we're all having less communication in the in between moments mm-hmm. with each other. We're trying to do some more of that. And this is not at all just like a, why aren't you doing your stuff, Britta? It's more like everyone's trying to figure out this like communication gap. And so do you feel like you're meeting that in some other way? Do you f- talk a little bit about like how it feels for you? It's a good question. I don't necessarily feel like I'm meeting that in some other way. I kind of feel like I'm struggling to figure out how to meet that. I enjoy like talking with our team and like, responding to messages and things, but I've, I do feel like because so much of 
the people connection, like the physical people connection has been stripped away from me that I am just kind of struggling to reorient myself. And I think it's gotten harder for me. That's something I was going to actually talk about on, you know, if it came up on this podcast, I think it's gotten harder for me. At first I was kind of like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll kind of figure this out or I'll just like make sure I stay really on top of you know, our chat messages in Slack or whatever. But I think it's actually gotten harder for me because it's gotten more draining um, trying to like just keep up with so much written communication that is Mm. not like, and virtual communication is not the same for me. So it helps, totally helps to hop on a Slack call or a Zoom call or FaceTime or whatever, but it's not the same for me. So I feel like it's slowly kind of like draining Whereas, uh, Michael, you you and I have had a few conversations about introvert versus extrovert. Generally speaking, introverts aren't really feeling this as much. They're kind of like, great, I don't have to talk to as many people and I can respond to people on my own time. And as someone who's an extrovert, but just like, I know that I'm wired so deeply to connect with people in a physical way that that has just been really hard for me. So I I don't know, I kind of deviated a little bit from your question, but that's that's kind of how I'm feeling about it at this moment. And I think part of it is like tying that in with my responsibility gene. I I could just like check off boxes on the priorities question in our one-on-one and say what did I do or what did I not finish and I'm carrying over and just submit that, but I like can't allow myself to do that. I need to fill out all the questions and respond to everything and make sure that I have a good written response and then that takes time and pulls that you know, that's like pulling from my brain and then it it's just not getting done and then I'm just like not submitting it on time. So it's also um trying to find that in between of like, okay, what is the right rhythm for me? Or do I just need to like literally block off time on my calendar to sit down and make sure that I'm getting my one-on-one submitted, knowing that that will help us in our conversations in the meeting? Or maybe your manager can also reduce the number of questions you have to ask. So <laughs> I was going to say one of the one of the things I've noticed too, it's not just an introvert or an extrovert thing. It's also a life circumstance thing. So um, mm-hmm. some of the people on our team are extroverted like you, Britta. Um, others are are deeply introverted, but they walked into a situation where they've got a bunch of little kids at home and not a real great way to kind of shield themselves off into a different place. And mm-hmm. my observation is even those introverts are like starving for adult conversation that's that's meaningful. So they, if I were just calling them to talk about the weather, they probably wouldn't enjoy that too much. But it's amazing that when we're on those calls, they will talk about the weather more than they will face-to-face because it's like, okay, interaction. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of it is, is that uh, introvert extrovert, but it, it is life circumstance, job circumstance, and the stress level that people are, are, are holding during this time. And one of my observations in the nine people that report to me is that there's a pretty broad range of stress that people are carrying in this. It's not one size fits all. And uh, I tend to be pretty laid back about stuff like this. You know, we work at a great company with a great boss. And for me, the 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 quarantine has been more of a, a minor inconvenience to my life. Uh, I'm not getting rocked like some of my friends are who have lost jobs at risk of losing their jobs. 
um, or who have other really big issues financially because they've had reduced hours, all that kind of stuff. People are, are, are really, really struggling. For me, I'm not as much. People on my team don't have those same dynamics as some of the ones I just mentioned, but they have family dynamics, people that they know. They have elderly parents who might have been exposed to the virus. So there's a lot of outside factors right now that are kind of pressing in on people. And, and mm-hmm. I think as managers, you just got to know that. I mean, it's just like that's just a thing. People's ambient stress levels have raised considerably, and a lot of grace has to be given. Yeah. So when you when you think about all these different situations, how does that? You, you talked about it a little bit at the beginning of of this of this chat, but how does that change like the the tenor of the conversation, or like or even like what you talk about? So you're you're still yeah. talking about you said you know some of the COVID stuff, and then also talking about some of the work stuff. Uh, you know. Both mm-hmm. both these things, mm-hmm. but how do you feel like it's changing in a broad brush, like how the conversation goes now? And then if you could, you know, take what you've learned in these last this last month of doing forty one on ones and go back to week zero of work from home one on ones, what do you think you would change about how you approach the actual like just sit down discussion? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, the first thing is I'm a pretty relational guy, so even in the past, I would start a conversation with. How, how are you doing? How's the weekend? Are there things going on in your life you want to let me know about? I mean, different people have a different level of transparency with their manager. Some people will tell me everything. Some people don't. It's okay. I just, you know, I let them take it wherever they want to take it so that they feel comfortable. Every conversation now starts with something that doesn't have to do with work. But more importantly, there's a lot more uh, transparency from from my team members. They'll share with me really what's going on much more quickly than they did before. And the other thing is I think their needs, they're looking for a certain amount of reassurance that I understand that the circumstances are really hard and they probably won't be as productive as they were before. And there's been a lot of conversations I've had when they've been like, I just, I'm having a hard time. I, I can't get, I can't get ahead and my, I'm a little scattered and I'm like, Hey, Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's okay. No, no one in history has ever done this before like this. No one ever. I mean, yeah. the the amount of information that we're given every single day about what's coming feels like a tsunami. Um, when the Spanish flu hit in 1918, people didn't know. Well, we know, and so it's it, there's a lot of stuff going on. So giving people a lot of reassurance, you're doing okay. It's actually amazing what you're doing given the circumstances. Has become a big part of, part of those conversations. Yeah, yeah, and that's something I just saw on Twitter from Jason Fried from Basecamp. They were talking about their team is like, you know, some some people are basically working like part time now, and it's not like they told everyone on the team like, okay, everybody, just we're gonna cut our hours in half. It's like there's team members with families with both parents that work, and they're trying to figure out how yeah. to get school their kids while getting both jobs done while grocery shopping when you can't get to the store, and so it's like there's some people that just need a ton of extra grace. And there's other folks like uh, Britta and I, married, no kids. We, our biggest concern is like keeping the cats quiet on a call. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. and and are we, are we going to be able to get our Amazon Prime groceries delivered today? Okay. Mm-hmm. In the grand scheme of like what our other team members are dealing with, it's very light. And mm-hmm. also being able to like balance that. So of course there's differences in like work setup and like, uh, work environment where Britta and I uh, function very differently in the office versus home in this context. But by and large, the rest of our circumstances are, um, I'll say, easier than maybe in comparison to some of the other people 
if some of the other guys were on the call, the the guys with kids, they'd be like, yeah, yours is definitely easier. There's no ways <laughs> and buts about it. <laughs> um, so Britta, when in thinking about what you're looking for out of the conversation or the things that you want to talk about on the call, you said it's, you know, sometimes just ramping up for you, like, I don't know, it's just another thing. Even though it's like connection with people, how does it feel for you when you're like getting ready to like hop on the call with Chris in a one-on-one? I mean, I, I think it feels fine getting ready to like hop on a call to, to answer that question. You, yeah, just thinking about like what that conversation is like or what um, has been helpful. I, Chris had already kind of mentioned this, but acknowledging that this is a difficult time and that um, maybe everyone isn't working as optimally as optimally as they would want to be. And granted, we don't have as many like other distractions in our daily work life, but um, just knowing how we're wired and how things are differently, like that's, I was already kind of sharing about that, but that's been a different kind of struggle for me. I don't have kids running around in the background distracting me, but um, just my own internal, I guess, uh, drive, if you will, or like ability to like really focus and get work done has been affected by even not being able to connect with other human beings. So that's even just acknowledging that, which Chris has done in in all of our one-on-ones, like, hey, I know this is hard. Like, this is difficult for everyone in different ways. And yeah, I think acknowledging that right as right off the bat or at some point in the meeting is helpful. But even as Chris has already mentioned, we usually end up talking about a lot of personal stuff too. Like, what's new? What are you thinking about? What's how are you feeling about COVID? How are you? How is your family doing? You know, all of that. Um, that maybe we would touch on in in other one on ones, but that's certainly a, a larger part of the conversation now. Yeah, and something that's interesting too that I've been thinking about. So next week we have a new person joining our team. Uh, that's going to be full-time remote from our company in general. So all of us right now, we office uh, out of Bloomington in Minnesota. And this new team member named Whitney, she's coming on. She's from Nashville. So I'm. she'll be uh, reporting to me, and we'll be having one-on-ones together. And that's going to be just different in general, uh, where we're all adjusting to a remote context of one-on-ones. Like Chris and I have done a handful of remote ones, you know, mm-hmm. over the last couple of years through travel or something like that. But... I'm thinking about this and like my own uh, relationship with the remote one-on-one with you, Chris, and saying, okay, well, how am I going to help bridge that gap uh, with Whitney when we start doing these together? Because it's not just going to be for until everyone goes back to work. It's, it's ongoing forever. And what's yeah. what's the same about what I'm feeling and what you're feeling and what's going to be different? And so that's something we've been thinking about. Like One of the first things I know we talked a lot about when we went remote was Okay, do you have everything you need to like work productively at home? Mm-hmm. Like, do you need to go snag anything from the office or anything like that? Like, you grabbed some stuff and I came over and grabbed it from you because you were going. Mm-hmm. And it's just some basic things like that. Like, because people don't want to be needy, they don't want to ask for stuff uh, until it's like painful. And I think that's a, a big overlooked part of maybe the whole transition. Maybe not overlooked, but maybe it's it's not something that feel like you need to like converse about. Everyone just just supposed to figure it out how to be productive at home. But a big part of it is, you know, you have so much more people or so much more like traffic on your own home internet. Do you have enough mm-hmm. bandwidth, Chris? You've got you, your wife, and your kids now schooling and everything else at home when it's normally right. not a problem. Right. Um, like Kyle, one of our developers 
like was like, hey, can I grab a Wi-Fi card for my tower because I don't have good access to Wi-Fi in my basement where I can actually work. And so, mm-hmm. like, yes, of course, buy that. We'll expense it. We'll make it happen so that you can work well. So that's like a whole other thing. It's just like the social side and the connection. Then there's the actual like, am I working on the right things? Because we are used to having more of like the in-between moments at work, you know, passing by or pop over and ask a question. Uh, that we're adjusting to that. And then there's the the third piece, which is just, are you even set up to succeed in working at home? Absolutely. And I know that was a big thing like in our first week of transition, Chris. Uh, and a lot of people are through that phase, or at least they're through the phase where it's like a topic of conversation, but I don't think we're through the phase when managers should be done asking about it. I think they should still be recurringly bringing it up. And so, Chris, do you want to talk a little bit about that and any of the conversations you've had? Yeah, for sure. I, first of all, uh, I'll throw some props at you, Michael, because right away at one of our all-in meetings, we meet once a week on Wednesdays together, and we have kind of the Brady Bunch on our Zoom screen. And uh, and and you, you, one of the questions you asked right away was, hey, take a picture of your homework environment and upload it. Well, the first week, it was kind of all over the map because people were just getting used to it. But what's been fun is to talk with people about what it's like now. And they'll continue to upload pictures as, they, as they've upgraded their homework environment. I think what you just said is absolutely imperative. Continue to ask your people, not just how's their work environment, what do they have, do they need a, a new monitor, they need a monitor stand, what do they need? But then really dig in and don't let them get away with, no, I'm fine. Well, tell mm-hmm. me about your setup. Show me, take, take a picture of it because you want to make sure that they're as comfortable as they can be, um, whether they're remote forever or remote during this time. Because if you want to have any productivity, there needs to be some level of comfort and, 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 mm-hmm. and also a feeling of, again, support from the manager. Like, I get it. It's hard. I, I think I mentioned to you, Michael, when, when Kyle mentioned to me about the Wi-Fi card, it's like, yes. Like whatever you can do to be that will help you in a situation where you've got two little kids at home and you're stuck in a basement with a treadmill one foot behind your back, yeah, <laughs> fine. whatever you need, man. Let's let's help you because because it's it's new and it's different. And even in in, in Whitney's case, I'm not sure that she's used to being a remote employee full time. And so we may need to even help her and say, well, these are the things that we're learning about what people need. And so if you have any need at all for this, let us help you. Let us get you to the place where you've created this beautiful setup that will help maximize your remote working experience. Maybe it's not the same, yeah. but but try to make it as Yeah, I mean, as she's cool learning it just can. along the same way as us uh, yeah. with her being remote from her previous job and everything. And yeah. it, it's a it's easy to make it a dollars and cents conversation of say like, okay, well, yeah, if we can spend a hundred dollars, that's going to make that person's salary much more productive. Okay, well, that's an easy solution, you know. <laughs> if, if one of our developers doesn't have internet, that whatever the cost was for the card is a non non factor, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. But, but to make it like real to the person, you see, like Kyle working should not have to be frustrated. That's the point I was going to make. It's not just about productivity; it's about happiness. Like, mm-hmm. even if I mean, he may he may be just such a great worker that he's going to fight through cruddy internet in his basement. But I yeah. want him to be happy at work too. And if that means buying him a fifteen dollar plant that he can put on his desk and water and look at and and pet when he's tired, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I just think that there are things we need to do as managers to recognize: hey, people that yeah. are remote have different needs, and let's make sure we're meeting them 
uh, regularly. And Michael, you might want to explain your thought process on this, but even these kinds of meetings, I think you had a very early on, you had kind of a, an epiphany about what it's like for the person on the other side where they're remote permanently and everybody else is on site about how they interact in this. Why don't you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I'll touch on that just just briefly. I mean, now that we're all not in the same space, we get what it's like to be away from the other people. And this is something I had learned from a company called Pilot before I came to uh, to work here. And it was that no matter who they were on a call with, they said they always would split up into separate rooms. So just like this, all three of our faces are the same size. It's not the room against Britta or the room mm. against Chris. Mm-hmm. It's everyone else is separate, right. you know, as much as possible so that we right. are an equal playing field. And so everyone's used to that. And it would feel, it would be a real bummer for, you know, someone on the team. If I got on a call and then ever five other people in the middle of this got to be in the same room, socially distanced around a large conference room, right. <laughs> you know, something like that. Um, like, oh, it'd be actually, it'd be fine for me. It'd be a real bummer for Britta who wishes she could be in the room with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, that's just the main thing I've <laughs> thought about from a remote context. And so what the biggest thing I was trying to bring up about like the the setup and things like that for this conversation is those things can happen, but they don't happen on accident. And so I think that's why it's important when we're talking about in the context of a one-on-one, it's dedicated time set aside to have an interaction with a team member or with your team lead, whatever the case is. And it's a time that you have to take and use really intentionally and really specifically. And sometimes that's talking about the basic things like, hey, did you get outside this weekend? It was beautiful. Or mm-hmm. talking about the weird blizzard turned blue sky that just happened in the last hour here. Exactly. And you know, just having like random connection is also really good. But then also knowing, okay, this is the time that's set aside for us to tackle some real like challenges or whatever it may be. And the challenges day-to-day before all of this happening may have been work-related. It may have been clarifying direction. That all, So all of that still exists. And there's this whole other layer of this is brand new. So mm-hmm. there's a whole other portion of the conversation that has to continue to persist at varying levels. You know, maybe, maybe one week it's just you know, a little bit of a question or a little bit of a line where we talk about it for a minute or two. And the next week it might be like, you know, this is going fine. And then yesterday, Minnesota just said, we're going to be in quarantine for another four weeks, you know, or stay at home, not, not official uh, lockdown or anything. But, oh, we're settling in for the long haul now. Mm-hmm. So in this next week, I think that's a big conversation that we need to have on our team. Like now that we know we're in this for the long haul, we had assumptions about it. Does anybody need anything and it's right. not even that question because people will always say no unless they're a driven right. person who would have asked for it anyway. So you need to be able to ask and give people the permission to say, maybe say, what do you need? What can we offer? Here's some mm-hmm. ideas of what we can do. Who wants to opt into that? And it, that's right. where as a manager, you have to figure out, I mean, everyone's got different setups for budgets and sizes of companies. You know, Obviously, if you were to spend $100 for an employee and you've got a 100-person a division that heads up really quick, and then you can't do that, especially in a time when revenues are all over the place for different companies. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be so cavalier as to say just invest money in all of your all of mm-hmm. your team members because that's maybe not reality with people that are getting laid off. But being proactive with the manager to see into your own circumstance and assume that it's that way or worse for your team. Mm-hmm. How can you make sure you're bringing that stuff up and asking about that to support their work environment so that they can not be as stressed, not as irritated, not as, you know, in a funk with where they are. 
Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think what you're talking about is taking initiative. Managers taking the initiative and, mm-hmm. and not passive initiative. And you just kind of cut me to the quick there. I was like, yeah, I need to do that. I need to ask the team, what can I do for you? Like, literally, what can I do? And if they say nothing, push mm-hmm. in. Say, you know, is your, what's your work environment like? What does it feel like? What about hours? We had a, a, a one of our guys today wrote, and he said, you know mm-hmm. what? Because I'm at home all the time, now it's weird. So I'm going to start working in the morning and in the evening and in the afternoon, I'm going to help my wife uh, with the kids. And I thought, good good for him. Because think about it. He, yeah. Those two kids can't go anywhere. You know they're they're stuck in the house, and so being able to 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 think about adjusted work schedules, perhaps like a plant or a Wi-Fi card or a coffee mug, or hey, you know what can we do to make this to normalize this? And really, mm-hmm. the the word I keep t- bringing up is just make it human, because there is some humanity that's missing from uh, Britta, as you pointed out, from a lack of. Um, a lack of connection. I mean, I, I have this picture of my mind. When Britta wants to talk to me, she grabs her MacBook and she just saunters over to my desk and she sets it on my on my table when we're working on something. I miss that. It's just it's just human yeah. connection, right? It's just somebody moved ten feet <laughs> to me, and now it's I, every day I'm looking at the same thing. So it's trying to figure out how do we try to make this situation more human and, and more palatable for, for really for everybody. Because as I said, it kind of transcends even personality type. It's just, you know, everybody's feeling it a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think we've covered a lot of like what, what's changing in one-on-ones and maybe what managers ought to do or, or start doing or pick up again. Maybe they did originally and I've kind of let that slide. Britta, can, can you think of anything else maybe that would be helpful for other team members that are that maybe don't have as proactive of a manager to like think of or suggest to do or kind of that could prompt what would be helpful for them? Because that can mm-hmm. be, I mean, Chris, you've been really proactive with everyone on the team, uh, but not everyone has a manager that's like that. Someone who's maybe they would have maybe canceled all one-on-ones because you know you got to give people time to work, which is fine too if that's the the tact to take, but. Maybe any any thoughts you have for Britta for your for someone who has a manager who's not really engaging and they have needs. Any thoughts you have? Yeah, um, well, it's certainly more difficult if you have a manager that's not really engaging. But I think it's it's helpful to really assess like how how you're doing and what could you do with your current limitations, especially talking about COVID right now. What could you do with your current limitations to help? help increase your productivity throughout the day because it it might feel like an uncharacteristic ask. Like something I've been thinking about for myself and actually trying to do a little bit here and there is literally taking a couple of short breaks in the day to go outside. Now, when I'm like normally working at the office, I don't just go out and like take a walk in the middle of the day. Every once in a while, maybe I'll do that if I like really, you know, it's been, I've been pounding something for hours and I just need to take a break, but that's not like a normal part of my work day to go out and like take a quick walk or, um, step outside. You know, a lot of times like breaks during the day are like taking like a coffee break or going, yeah, going to refill your coffee mug or like getting a drink or like going to the bathroom. Like, like those are typical breaks throughout a day. Or maybe you, um, run into a coworker in the hallway or kind of in a common space and you chat for a few minutes. Like those are more typical breaks. So I'm not typically like asking 
or saying like, hey, I'm going to go take a walk. Um, Maybe that's more common for other people, but it's not common for me. And so I've had to specifically think about like, you know what, really the only thing I can do in my day right now is take a break and go for a walk. Like I feel like everyone is walking. That's like mostly what people can do for exercise or entertainment. And entertainment. <laughs> yeah, some some form of entertainment. I guess you can sure. li- like watch Netflix and stuff too, but um that's really like the main way to like get out of your house is just go mm-hmm. for a walk. And so I've had to kind of say like you know what? I I'm going to take like the next 20 minutes and and just like pop outside. Like I just I need a break. And um and maybe that's something where like as a team member kind of assess yourself and really honestly like think about how am i doing okay what could i do in my day that could like help give little moments of reprieve like not no one can work for 8 hours straight and have eight hours of productivity in a given day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to be sitting at home, um, even if you don't have other distraction, like other distractions like kids running around, so many people do, but even if you don't, what are certain things that you could do in your day to help kind of like lift your head up before you kind of dive Mm -hmm. back in again? Mm -hmm. And ask, ask your manager for that. And maybe even set a schedule for yourself. Like I've been thinking about doing that for myself. Okay, is there a certain time that I could take every day where like, okay, I work for this block of time, then I take a quick break, then I work for this block of time, then I take a quick break. Um, Because so much of everyone's schedule, regardless of what you're doing before, regardless of what your home life is like, everyone's schedule is pretty much thrown off. And so Mm -hmm. is there a form of a schedule that you could make for yourself that could kind of add some parameters where so many so much of that has been kind of taken away. So I guess those are some of my answers off the cuff. Yeah. And so the when you talked about like creating a plan, especially for if your manager is not engaging quite as much in it, um, this is something that we've talked about before in other remote conversations is to, to say like, you know, here's either crafting a plan or informing them of like a new and schedule thing that you're going to try out. Um, but Chris, you mentioned that a lot of people at the beginning of this, you wanted to give extra assurance that like, yes, these are the right things. You're working on that. At any day of the week, any time, no matter the circumstances, people want to know that they're working on the right things and mm-hmm. they want affirmation that they're working on the right things. And so as a team member, if you're seeking that affirmation, you might tell yourself you don't need it, but we all desire affirmation that we're working mm-hmm. on the right things and that we're, we're doing well. It, you can even proactively send that if you're not, maybe you're not having one-on-ones. Maybe your manager's never done one-on-ones, and you kind of wish they would. But this way, you could you could create like, hey, here's like the structure of like what my days are going to look like now. Do you have any issues with that? Otherwise, I'm going to plan to run with this. If yeah. if if it's a situation where you need to kind of like lead up and say, here's what I'm planning on doing. That's one way to do it. To say, here's like my rough schedule for the day, and then also saying like, here's what I'm planning to get done this week, start to finish. You know, just some like ideas to make like I would love just your feedback to make sure like we're on the same page since we don't get to have as many of those kind of like random touch base sync ups, some things like that. Um, yeah. It can help th- set your manager at ease and also then it can help give you that affirmation of what you're working on is the right stuff if you're not getting it in the same way. I think it's a great idea. And actually, even though I have one-on-ones regularly with my team, I have some people doing that for me. They're just sending me, hey, I'm working on this. Is this cool? Because it's the kind of thing that we would do if we were running into each other 
in the office. But to your point from before, Michael, is we're moving into a more remote culture. And make no mistake, we're going to have a lot more remote work even when COVID is over because a lot of businesses are going to realize we thought we had everybody in the same place where we could keep them under our thumb, but actually they've worked out really well. We can get better employees if we're allowing them to get uh, to, to live where they want to live and do what they want to do. And so there's going to be a lot more opportunities like this. So how do you create those hallway opportunities in a, in, in a way where you can have the continued uh, affirmation that I'm doing the right stuff? And I think part of that is employees, as you, as you said, you know, with, uh, with maybe managers who are either overworked or maybe a little more passive, employees leading up. I think from a manager perspective, it's not micromanaging to say, hey, how are you doing? What you working on? And how can I resource you? I mean, because if mm-hmm. it's, if you're coming in, like, tell me exactly what you're doing so I can, so I can fix it. Well, that's a different feeling sort of a conversation. But if you're like, how can I yeah. put the wind beneath your wings? How can I get you to, to where you want to go? If you have that conversation on a regular basis with your team, they'll feel supported, you know, remote, COVID, not COVID, whatever. Just it, it keeps that conversation rolling. Yeah, especially if you're asking, like, you know, what are you working on? You're like, hey, if you could just give me an update on what what's on your plate, because I want to figure out, I want to know if there's ways I can help help you work well or help that go easier, if there's anything I can do to help out. Starting it in that way feels way less confrontational than, like, I need everyone to send me your daily updates. Right. And there's, like, I've heard of companies that are doing, like, always on Zoom calls and stuff like that, where it's just, like, at any point you unmute and you just say, like, hey, Chris, or hey, Britta, that sounds like death to me. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah I know companies that do that too, and they, and some some people yeah. like that. But I can't imagine why because it feels really kind of big brother to me. But I don't think anybody likes it. They just want control. That's what mm. they like. They like control. I don't think anybody right. likes being on an always on Zoom call. Right. They yeah. That like does having not sound good. Instant access <laughs> and control. Um, maybe they like the byproduct of it, but it sounds like. Oh man. <laughs> Brutal. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a- so that's kind of that's all the questions I had to go through. Like I wanted to kind of talk through with you guys. Is there anything else that's come up? Chris, you sounded like you were just saying something. <laughs> yeah, I have a question for you guys. And be as transparent as you'd like to be. Are there things that either of you wish I were doing during this time? Things that I could do better, you know, ways that I could serve you more effectively as a manager um, during times like this? Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. Well, some things I think you've done well, uh, I'll start with this, uh, just well, you can think some more about it, Britta. Uh, some things I think that have been done well is, like you said, you, does everybody have what they need? Um, now, some of the people, like Kyle, was more proactive of letting you know he needed something else that you didn't even know to ask for. But that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a good example of that. Like He felt it was fair game to ask for this mm-hmm. and went for it. Um, so I think you've done a good job of that. We've tried to do a good job as a team to like, you you started by saying, "Hey, now that we're not going to have like these halt passing in the hallway things, think right now." And like in the first week, you prompted everyone to do this. What? How are you going to make up for those moments when you would normally just like touch base with Matt? When you would just cross cross paths with Britta and discuss that random thing that came up? How are you going to make up for that time that's just not going to happen anymore? Mm-hmm. And you asked people to think about it, and then like you wanted to discuss it in the first one on one that you mm-hmm. yeah, you had with them. I think that was a great a really great first step to get people to think proactively about the communication that they maybe didn't realize at the time was going to be gone entirely. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a really good first step that, that you took. But anything you've thought of while I've been chatting? <laughs> <laughs> 
I was going to kind of piggyback off of what you were just saying, because I think, I think Chris, you did that really well. And there's been a lot of really good conversations about Mm. like, how are you doing? What do you need? All of that. Um, the, something that I was going to add is, is sort of what we were touching on earlier in the podcast is thinking about like, okay, it might be time for a fresh assessment. Like, Mm. I think when Michael was talking about checking in on like, how is your physical workspace almost? Like, hey, how are you doing now? Like, what else do you need? That kind of a thing. Um, I think it might be time for a fresh, uh, fresh assessment in that sense of just kind of the whole, the whole person, the whole environment. And maybe it's because I'm feeling that a little bit because like I said earlier, I feel like it's starting to drain on me a little bit working Mm -hmm. from home. Michael and I've been working from home now for like five weeks, I think. And for me, I'm starting to really feel like, okay, this, we are like really settling in for the long haul. And there are parts of working from home that I like for sure. It's not all bad. Um, But just kind of feeling this, the weight of this is our reality for quite a while. It's not just going to be like one more day that I have to get through or something or one Mm -hmm. more day that I need to figure it out. So maybe in that sense, kind of a fresh assessment of like, okay, there's been a lot of cool things that our team internally has done to stay connected. And, you know, we've, uh, some fun things we've done is um, someone will like take a break and make a coffee for the, themselves in the morning or the afternoon and they'll hop on a video call and say, hey, anyone want to join and have a quick uh, coffee chat for a little while or or making a playlist to share with people. And there's been a lot of cool things that our team has done to stay connected. And so what's kind of like the next, the mm. next, um, the next check-in, you know, like what, what else do people need or how are you feeling about that or... I don't know. That's that's kind of what comes to mind for me. I think that's great feedback because I think Michael, the 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 Slack message that you referenced that I did was on March 9th. Well, what is it today? April eighth. April ninth. April 9th? Okay, so yeah. So it's been a, in, it's yeah. been a full month, and I think reassessing is a great idea and asking people. Okay, now that you've been there, you know, you said you wanted this sort of chair, or you want this sort of thing. Do you really? Like, how does it feel now that you've been doing it? Because as you said, now in Minnesota, it's going to go till May 4th when they reassess. But when they gave the rest of the information in the in the uh, the governor's address, it sounds like it's going to be past May 4th. And so if it's going to be yeah. that way, how do we create that, that thing and, and keep it dynamic and not just static? Okay. Hey, I, I mentioned it on on March 9th. Hope everything's good with you. We're not going to talk about it again. No, I need to bring that yeah. up. That's good feedback. Thanks. Yeah, actually, I think that's the same thing I was going to suggest after Brita started going was just to an intentional check in and be like, look, what do you, I mean, I don't know, this comes down to like, if it's financial or even if it's like, hey, if, if one person was to go to the office and round up a bunch of stuff and do deliveries, <laughs> you yeah. know, what would you want? Uh, you know, something like that. Um, I know most people at the office have sit, sit to stand desks at their place. Uh, and not everyone has that same setup at home, you know, whatever else, things like that. And it's just mm-hmm. kind of thinking like, you know, if I was to go on a Saturday and grab a bunch of stuff in our car and then drive it around to someone else so they can wipe it down once they get it, what yeah. would they want? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. stuff like that. And, and also just to reassess now that again, like in, at least in Minnesota, we know like it's going to be at least till May and that's what they're projecting is going to be like the beginning of when it gets more intense here. Right. So we're really looking at much further past that before we're actually going back to the actual office. And yeah, just thinking about those things. Like, okay, what 
what do we need? Not even just like workspace, yes, but then also, okay, we're mm-hmm. a month into all the communication on, and on the team. What do you feel like you need or what you're getting or what you're not getting from your team members? How is the communication going with people that you know you, you work with on a daily basis? They've probably figured that out. But what about the people that you uh, need more like ad hoc access to? Like, mm-hmm. is that are you getting timely feedback? So even just kind of reassessing the whole like kind of team communication thing too would be a good point to bring up. Um, right. And, th- and that comes up better in one-on-ones anyway mm-hmm. because it's it's one-on-one. You ask a question, you'll get a response from the other one. Right. And you ask it in a team, you'll get whoever answers first and then people will pile on being like, yep, that sounds like a good idea. Let's do right. that. And you don't actually get the specificity of each person's opinion. I really, really like that. I'm going to do that in our next one-on-ones <laughs> because it does. So thank you for the feedback. Thanks for answering my question because I, yeah. uh, again, it's 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 learning from the people that actually have to live it, which is super helpful for me. And I, I realize I have to assess the same stuff for myself. What's working for me, what's not. So it'll be good for me to think about it personally. So thanks. Love it. Yeah. And I guess as a parting thing too, maybe uh, even just a voicing of, we're settling in for the long haul now. Hmm. Until now, we didn't really know what it was going to be like here specifically, and uh, now we at least know what our near-term path is. And so, even just voicing that to each person and the one-on-one, and be like, "Okay, uh, we're not anywhere near out of the woods, and it's going to be like this for a while. So let's have a real conversation about how to make this work well. What do we need to adjust? You know, all right, those things. Right. Even just voicing that we're going to be in it for a while. So let's really talk about it. Let's not just mm-hmm. yeah. try to power through. There's kind no of like powering a fresh- through." Uh, Two months. Yeah. Like a fresh reality check. Yeah. I think there's part of all of us that might be a little bit in denial, but it's a real thing that we're all trying to figure out. Yeah. Well, thanks for hopping on and chatting. Love Everybody. it. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Looking forward to yeah, someday meeting face to face again. But for now, <laughs> this is the next best thing. Hey, thanks again for tuning in to Let's Talk Teams today. If you have any other questions, we'd love to talk to you. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Uptick App. You can also message me at J. Michael Probert, and I would love to talk to you more about it. And if you want to make your one-on-ones better with your team or with your manager, check out Uptick by visiting upticapp.com.